Welcome back to the Bama Online Podcast. This one on the eve of the early signing day for the 2022 cycle. So, of course, we're talking mid-December 2021. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, joined by recruiting analyst, longtime recruiting analyst for us there at Bama Online, Mr. Hank South. And Hank, it's that time once again Maybe, maybe a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel for you, although it looks like it's going to be an exceptionally busy Wednesday in terms of announcements related to this Alabama recruiting class. Yeah, it's like looking at it right now, it's one of those days where you're up at 530 and, you know, you you blink your eyes and it's like 10 o'clock at night. It's going to (laughs) be wild. Um, But I will say looking at it now, I, I think there might be an opportunity to maybe sleep in a little bit for Alabama fans. I, I don't want to say that. And then, you know, a bunch of announcements pop up at 7 a.m. But for the most part, the majority of targets are announcing after one o'clock central time. So, um, you know, that that could be something. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be busy, though. Yeah. Whirlwind, I guess. Yeah. Once you get past about lunchtime and beyond on Wednesday no fewer than, I guess, a half dozen prospects out there that are looking to make decisions known in the next 24 to 36 hours involving the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama, of course, goes into the day with 21 commitments. So even with that big number, could see a sizable addition of highly coveted prospects joining this class. Now, let's go back a little bit, Hank, because We all know a year ago, things couldn't have been much different in terms of the process leading up to the 2021 class. You had the COVID shutdown. You've since had the reopening in 2021. Um, And with all that, it doesn't seem like, at least to me, I'm very much an outsider, not in it like you and Tim Watts, our site publisher, are on a minute to minute basis. Doesn't seem like it has affected Alabama all that much. Here, the Crimson Tide still sits at the very top of the recruiting rankings going into the early signing date. Um, although you may have noticed some subtle changes. I don't know. Yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, I think Alabama, you know, Alabama was Alabama during the COVID shutdown year. They they, they figured out kind of how they were going to go about that without the uh, in-person visits or the on-campus visits and, and all that. And they still crushed it and, and just happened to sign the best class ever in terms of rankings. Um, that that's kind of expected, you know, it, it, that was, you know, throughout the cycle as they kind of got their footing, um, with, with the virtual process, um, they, they just took over. And, you know, I think if anything this year, you know, it, it's the, you know, Bama still being Bama, they're, they're number one right now, but I think, you know, we, we've seen kind of the, the in-person visits, the official visits return that that's helped schools like Texas A&M. Um, obviously Georgia's kind of up there with Bama in terms of, you know, the recruiting prowess. Um, so, you know, it's helped other schools kind of keep up a little bit, I guess. But, um, you know, Bama's always expected to be in that hunt for the for the top ranked class. Yeah. And look, we want to talk about this previous weekend because last we spoke, uh, we sort of are anticipated, I guess, a little more than a half dozen prospects, maybe making official visits. More than a few of those guys committed prospects to Alabama some uncommitted guys that were going to be in that mix. But then we saw some decommitments here in the last week or so at some other places. Nick Saban working that trail, working some familiar places to Alabama on the recruiting trail with an emphasis on here in the last five or six years. 
And as it turns out, I guess, Hank, uh, had a couple of, I guess to us, unexpected, although you were all over it uh, throughout the weekend along with Tim Watts and, and guiding us through these additional targets that Alabama has added here late leading up to the early signing date. Talk us through how that sort of played out beginning maybe last Thursday into the weekend and here as we sit on the eve of early signing day. Yeah, I'll say last weekend, I feel like this official visitors weekend and just across the country was probably one of the more wild ones to to cover because I've never seen such a, uh, and I think it kind of is because of the calendar and, you know, there was only one big weekend you could have with the champ, the conference championship games last a uh, couple weekends ago and, and then early signing day, a little bit earlier, I guess, on the calendar on, on, on the 15th. So, you know, we, we saw the possibility of, of these guys playing in state championship games on Saturday as, as late as Saturday night and then making their way over to a to a visit um, for Sunday for a one day official visit. And we, we saw that several places, you know, we were keeping an eye on, you know, could they get to this campus, you know, with, with a for a 12 hour visit before the, the recruiting calendar goes dead again? So that was kind of wild. But uh, you know, Bama certainly uh, benefited on some last minute changes. We saw obviously Nick Saban out on the road last week um, visiting all the top targets. And, and one of his stops was IMG Academy last Friday. Uh, Bama has two commitments there, Jaleel Skinner and, and Tyler Booker. So certainly seeing those guys. But um, we saw some big um, recruiting news from kind of the, the Clemson staff turnover fallout. Brent Venables to OU, Tony Elliott uh, to Virginia. Um, Tony Elliott went to Virginia, right? Am he I, did. He okay. Did. I was, yes. can't remember if I like dreamt that or something, but, uh, we saw Dalen Everett, the five-star cornerback at IMG Academy. He decommitted from Clemson. And then we saw Jihad Campbell, the five-star or not the five, the top 50 edge rusher, um, from Clemson or from IMG Academy decommit from Clemson as well. So it's kind of uncharted territory for Clemson. I, I think Anna Hickey tweeted something that was like fascinating to me. They had more decommitments last week from Clemson than they had in like the previous, just, just last week alone. And they had in the previous like four cycles, which is like wow. mind boggling to me. Um, so a little bit of a uh, unknown territory for, for the Clemson staff and Dabo, I'm sure. But, um, Nick Saban happened to be at IMG Academy when those guys <laughs> reopened their recruitments and um, got both guys on campus, both Campbell and Everett. Everett was an official visit throughout the entire weekend. And then Jihad Campbell came for a uh, Friday night visit. I think he stayed a little bit of Saturday morning and then uh, went over to Texas A&M for his last um, official visit. So um, it, it looks like, you know, and then beyond that, you know, we had the guys we expected like Shaz Preston, the four-star receiver from Louisiana. That was a big visit, just getting him on campus over LSU, who was trying to push to, to um, have him in Baton Rouge. Um, and then, you know, Bama commitments like Jeremiah Alexander, Traquan Fegans, Emmanuel Henderson, those guys, Antonio Kite. So those guys, um, as expected, but the big news was those IMG Clemson D commits, um, Everett, you know, if you've been following along, Tim Watts has been reporting on it the last few days. Um, looks like it's Bama, Georgia. I think Georgia probably has an edge. I'm not sure how hard Bama's actually pushing there, um, to add him to the class. I think it was one of those visits where, you know, let's bring him in, um, you know, have him on campus. Just, you know, we have extra official visits we can use. Let's see, let's see, um, you know, how, how we mesh. I think he's going to end up at Georgia. Uh, Jihad Campbell is another story. I, I think Bama and, and Steve Wolfong was all over this. And Tim Watts has been all over this the last few days too. Um, Bama and Texas A&M were the two schools to watch heading into the weekend. And, and it looks like, you know, on the eve of national signing day, uh, Bama has a, has a pretty good shot at, at signing Jihad Campbell to its class. So, 
Um, certainly maybe, uh, you know, a, a beneficial visit that one day trip over to Tuscaloosa, um, could be, um, in, in Bama's pursuit of him, but yeah, a, a wild weekend. And that doesn't even include, you know, we saw Bama commit a Bama commit on another campus, Jaheim Otis, you know, what's he doing? Um, Jaleel Skinner, those guys. So definitely, uh, one that, you know, a lot of different angles to cover it from. Yeah. And with all these different angles, I want to get into a little game of either or neither or both at some of these positions that Alabama is still very active in trying to close out this 2022 cycle, Hank, at least from the early signing date perspective. And by the way, if you haven't already, you need to be at BamaOnline.com to check out Hank's Alabama Target Watch with two days to go. Hank put this up on Monday to sort of set the table for the upcoming signing period for you. From the Alabama perspective, it's a position-by-position look at the Crimson Tide's most recent recruiting effort. And, of course, supplementing and helping to augment our great coverage, Tim Watts with nuggets throughout the weekend and leading up to the early signing day as well. So that dynamic duo of Tim Watts and Hank South really knocking it out of the park for us there at BamaOnline.com. But let's do this, and let's start on the offensive side of the ball, Hank, and I'll go right there to wide receiver where the Crimson Tide already has a very nice trio of committed players and Kobe Prentice, Isaiah Bond most recently, and of course, Aaron Anderson, who comes from the state of Louisiana, which ironically enough, Hank, it looks like Alabama very much involved for a couple more wide receivers from Louisiana. We've heard that before, haven't we? Um, So with Kendrick Law and Shaz Preston, Either, neither, or both with those two guys where Alabama is concerned when this is all said and done. I'm going to go just – this is the optimist in me. I'm going to go both. Um, I think Bama's in a great spot for Shaz Preston after the weekend visit. I think Bama knocked it out of the park there. I think he had been trending to Bama, and I think they solidified that over the weekend. He'll announce tomorrow, I think, on ESPNU. We're still waiting on that ESPN press release with their – with their schedule of announcements, um, Kendrick law, a little bit different of a story. I, I do think entering the weekend, Bama was still trending there. Um, but LSU is going all out. You know, I think it was a win for them to get him on campus for an official visit. Um, that last weekend, obviously they're, you know, they're, they're pushing that in-state they're pushing that in-state, uh, pitch for him, keep him home. Um, but I, I think Bama has done a really good job there as well. I, I think he likes kind of the vision they, they see for him in, in Tuscaloosa kind of as an athlete guy that can play running back or wide receiver can do a lot of different things. Um, dynamic. So I'm going to say both. And if you guys really want to freak out LSU fans today, and this is nothing I've, uh, I've confirmed or, you know, this is just Twitter buzz. But, uh, if you go back and look at that, um, Pete Golding tweet from earlier this week when he kind of like kind of the bat signal of a, a commit they got uh-huh. as we've seen do Kayshawn Boutte liked that tweet. I'm just saying, I'm just oh, saying. No. So, uh, I don't want to scare any LSU fans or maybe I do. I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard anything. He's not even in the transfer portal, but he did like that tweet. So, uh, I'm just putting that out there. Troll tide <laughs> from, uh, Hank South to get you going on a Tuesday. And look, if Kendrick law just went to LSU over the weekend and was just mesmerized, by the dancing prowess of Brian Kelly. How could you blame him, right? After seeing <laughs> the Brian Kelly 
uh, dancing uh, tweet from uh, a few days ago. Scrub uh, my eyes after that. <laughs> the retinas are gone. They're gone. The retinas. Um, so interesting stuff there with Kendrick Walsh as Preston and a dash of Keyshawn Boutte from Hank South on a Tuesday edition of the Bama Online Podcast. All right, now a couple of few of these, more than a couple, probably going to involve the defensive side of the ball. It seems like that's where there's is more guys involved for spots here down the stretch. So we'll go to the defensive line. I'm going to give you the in-state star, Curtis Perry, and Anthony Lucas from out of state. Either, neither, or both for the two defensive linemen here that you have listed in your Alabama target watch. I'll go either. Um, I still, you know, it's hard not to envision Curtis Perry and Alabama's class. I, I think down this stretch, um, you know, Auburn's made it a lot more interesting. Um, whereas, you know, maybe a month ago it was, it was Bama. This was clearly the team to beat, but you know, I, I think Auburn's given him a lot to think about. Um, they've been going all out for him trying to, um, to get him there. So, um, you know, we'll see on Wednesday. I'm still picking Bama, Anthony Lucas. You know, I want to pick Bama. I'm like really close at doing that. I just, I haven't gotten enough Intel to do it just yet. I, I you know, Bama, Texas A&M has been involved. I, I think maybe, you know, with the other guys they've added on the defensive line, maybe that's hurt their chances a little bit for him. Um, for Anthony Lucas, uh, I think LSU is making a big charge for him. Obviously that Brian Kelly, Notre Dame connection there, Notre Dame is still involved for him as well. Um, but you know, I, I, I think Bama has just as good a shot as all these teams for Anthony Lucas. I think, you know, you, you go back to November, he took those back-to-back unofficial visits to Tuscaloosa all the way out from Arizona. And I, I think that says something a lot about how he really considers the program. So, and then of course he has the official visit in the summer. So I'll go either for now, um, you know, kind of to keep it a little, keep it a little mild, but I, I think by Wednesday morning, I, I could have a different take on that. Hedging, hedging yep. Hank, we'll call him right now as we sit here on the eve of the early signing day. How about linebacker slash edge? You have here in your latest piece, Marvin Jones Jr., the standout from South Florida, Shamar James, the in-state standout, Anai White, uh, Jihad Campbell, who made the late visit over the weekend to UA. Between those four, either neithers, I guess, plural, are maybe two or three of these guys end up in this class, Hank. I think two or three of them, uh, probably more so leaning towards two. Um, like we just talked about, I think, you know, Bama really, really has started to build some momentum for Campbell. Um, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens over the next little bit before, before decision time. But, um, I, I think they're probably in the driver's seat for him after the weekend, Marvin Jones, Jr. That was a tough one. You know, um, we, we knew that Georgia visit was coming up. Um, that, that last official visit, you know, he's an FSU legacy. He went out to USC last week for a midweek official. So it was kind of, you know, where, where was he actually trending? Georgia seems to have some buzz coming off that visit. So, um, you know, I'd probably pick Georgia right now for him. Um, Shamar James, I, you know, it, it is very close. I, I've talked to people close to him, you know, in the last 48 hours and they're even saying, you know, he, he is not sure what he's going to do. You know, they, they've said it's truly 50, 50. I think Shamar James is going to come to a decision on Tuesday. He's not going to announce it until Wednesday, but I think today's the day, um, he's going to make his decision. Um, 
And then, you know, obviously 5 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday is when he's going to put it out there. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I probably would lean Bama, you know, in those kind of things. You know, I'm, I'm leaning towards the in-state school, the school he's called his dream school in the past, the school he's called his leader. Um, but again, you know, Georgia got him on campus last. So, you know, it's obviously something to watch. They're pushing for him. Um, so, you know, Campbell, James, uh, I'm leaning Bama. Um, and then Eni White. You know, Bama recruited him. Uh, Sal Sinceri went out to see him um, last Friday in the state championship game. He took an official visit in the uh, summer. But that's another one, A&M. You know, he, he's a little bit more familiar with A&M. I think they've they probably got the inside track for him. So uh, two of four. But, you know, th- those two, if you, if you get those two, I mean, that's that's a win most days. Interesting, too, when we talk about these four players or three of the four, really all four, is coaching turnover involved with the the competition for Alabama uh, at these spots. Georgia, Dan Lanning moving on to Oregon after this season as the new head coach of the Ducks. Mike Elko, Texas A&M defensive coordinator, moving on to Duke in a head coaching position. You outlined the turnover that we've seen at Clemson, uh, both on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. So uh, something else to consider, I guess, for Alabama fans when looking at these battles at linebacker and edge. And when I talk about, when we talk about these guys, these are primarily edge guys, I'm guessing, right? Marvin Jones, Jr. Jihad Campbell and I white, I guess Shamar James can play just about anywhere. Yeah. Shamar James could. um, And I think Campbell probably could too, but uh, Shamar James has been recruited more as an inside guy. Um, Campbell, I think more of an edge guy. So, and then, yeah, you know, you know, white and Marvin Jones, those guys are, those guys are edge guys. So let's look at the defensive back position, really with an emphasis on corner. When you talk about Earl Little Jr., Damani Jackson, prime targets for Alabama, really throughout this process. Dalen Everett coming on here late, as you outlined earlier. And I see here you have even Eli Ricks, the LSU transfer, in this mix. So when we talk about um, this uh, this group, the, this foursome here, Either, neither are a couple of three of these guys. Uh, probably either right now. And this is one of those that's, I think this is kind of the most, um, I guess, fluid position right now. Um, you know, we saw that stretch where Damani Jackson was trending to Bama heavy after decommitting from USC. We saw Lincoln Riley get hired by USC. He retained Dante Williams, who was Damani Jackson's area recruiter. And, and I think kind of that, that, combo of, of moves um, plus his history with USC. I, I think that's trended things back in, in favor of the Trojans to keep Damani Jackson home. I switched my crystal ball pick back to USC. So, um, you know, I, I think Bema certainly was, you know, trending in the, in where he was planning to go. And then we, you know, we saw the coaching turnover um, or coaching changes um, affect that pretty greatly for Damani Jackson, Earl Little Jr. Uh, people have been asking me all the last week or so since Mario Cristobal got hired at Miami, you know, how is that going to affect our little junior, you know, had that move happened last year, you know, I, I think that gives Mario Cristobal a lot more time to uh, kind of sell that vision and, and everything he wants to do and, and, you know, work on Earl little junior. But, you know, I, I think um, Earl little junior is pretty solidly leaning to Bama. Um, and and I, I don't foresee him, you know, shocking many people, on Wednesday, um, when, when he announces his final decision and signs, um, Dalen Everett, like I said, Tim Watts has reported this, um, uh, you know, just don't think Bama's pushing and, and people might be freaking out. You know, you see Damani Jackson trending back to USC, uh, Denver Harris is trending to, uh, to Texas A&M now. And, and, and you know, I, I think it goes to show how Bama feels about kind of like 
you know, where they stand um, if they're not pressing for the five-star quarterback. Just because he's a five-star doesn't mean, you know, Bama may see him as a fit or, or a guy they want to bring in. So, you know, unless something changes, I don't, I don't think they're really pedal to the metal for Dalen Everett at this point. And, and yeah, you know, this is going to be a situation where maybe the transfer portal does come into play at this position. We saw it really impact last year's class with Henry Toa Toa and, and Jamison Williams coming in late. Um, you know, could they go out and get an Eli Ricks, um, a guy that they recruited out of high school, a guy that, you know, certainly has a lot of interest in Alabama, um, you know, for his next destination. Um, so, and, you know, we'll see who else comes available at that position or, you know, you never know. Is there a guy that we're not even talking about, even as crazy as that sounds, a guy that we're not talking about, you know, 24 hours from signing day, you know, we saw that with Jojo Earl last year, or, uh, you know, we were talking about Keanu code and, and, uh, Jaden Roberts a little bit, but, um, you know, uh, I'm not like saying anything's going to happen, but it's just one of those things where it'll be a wait and see. We'll see if they have anything else up their sleeve in, in terms of the cornerback position. But I do think Earl Little Jr. will end up in Bama's class. Yeah, I guess you could say the Jihad Campbell situation has a bit of a Keanu Kut feel yeah. to it from a year ago. Similar yeah. position, uh, a lot of parallels you can draw between those two. So you're definitely going to want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com as Hank South, Tim Watts keep you totally plugged in in the lead up to the early signing day here in December. Uh, and then really you're going to want to stay with us, especially because some of these guys are going to sign on Wednesday. And it sounds like based on an update you had on Alabama's quarterback commitment for the 2022 cycle, going to be moving right in the next day, yeah. Hank. I know I scared a lot of people on the message board on Monday <laughs> night. I put Ty Simpson note and they, you know, I think most fan bases are like this. They're easily frazzled this time of year. You know, when, when other schools edge. are trying to flip your commitments yeah. and, uh, yeah. But Ty Simpson, it was simply signing on Wednesday, moving into uh, his dorm on Thursday. So no, no worries, um, Alabama fans. So Ty Simpson is still your quarterback commit and potential future quarterback. So we're all good there. <laughs> you mentioned it there, being on edge in relation to. Some committed guys, Otis, uh, Robert Woodyard has been mentioned in that regard, the linebacker commit from Mobile. Uh, are there a couple of guys that not to, again, throw too much of a, a worry into Alabama fans? But just from your perspective, you're going to be really interested to see if some guys on this commitment list actually follow through with Alabama on Wednesday. Yeah, um, I think the one guy we're watching closest um, is Robert Woodyard, uh, and everyone's been asking about him. You know, it, it's I think most have believed for the last you know five months that he'd probably end up at Auburn. A lot of people think Bama's dropping him. Um, I, I don't think that's the case. I, I think um, you know that there's you know I, I think he has a lot of Auburn influence in his ear. I think he you know they've they've been recruiting him probably a little bit harder than Alabama, but Bama's still you know. Everyone just assumes he, he's they don't want him, but I don't think that's the case at all. Um, he's announcing or, you know, his signing Robert Woodyard signing ceremonies at 10 a.m. on Wednesday Central Time. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what he does. Then um, I, I'd probably lean Auburn um, him signing with Auburn, but we'll see other guys. Jaheim Otis, you know, caused a caused a stir when he took an official visit to Ole Miss a couple weekends ago. He was back in Tuscaloosa on uh, on Saturday night after the album Mississippi All-Star game. Um, I, I think, you know, Mississippi guys recruitments are crazy, but I, I think he's going to sign with Bama on Wednesday. I feel pretty, feel pretty good about that. And then Jaleel Skinner, um, went to Miami on 
last Friday. Um, you know, he gets that, he already took an official to Miami in the summer, but of course you get that sixth one or that, that extra one if they change head coaches and that's what they did. So they got him down to, uh, to Coral Gables on, on Friday. Um, he stayed through through Sunday morning, but again, I, I think, you know, he tweeted on Monday that signing on Friday, no interviews. So everyone, you know, a little bit worried, but uh, you know, I, I think he's uh, talking to his camp. Um, they've made it pretty clear. He's a hundred percent set on Bama. So um, knock on wood. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of uh, surprises with committed guys, but uh, those are what we're watching. So there you go. Hank South does a tremendous job for us there at BamaOnline.com. Of course, Tim Watts, our site publisher, a, a long time, long time staple in recruiting coverage where the Alabama Crimson Tide is concerned as well. You're going to want to stay with us at BamaOnline.com. Do it today. We have the 50% off subscription sale if you're not already. How are you not already? a member of BamaOnline.com. If you're not, you can do it. Do it today right there at BamaOnline.com. Thanks again, Hank. Yes, sir. Thanks, Travis. So for Hank South, Travis Schreier, thanking you once again for joining us here on the Bama Online Podcast. Speaking of subscriptions, if you haven't already subscribed to the Bama Online Podcast, you can do that. It's absolutely free, as simple as a click or two. And if you would leave us a rating and a review wherever you consume your podcast, you're going to find the Bama online pod. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Take a deep breath. Enjoy the next 24 hours or so, and we'll keep you up to speed right there at BamaOnline.com. So long, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.